0: Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends. This episode will be another one in the series we're doing covering popular supplements for mental health. As a reminder for supplements, make sure they are a good brand that is NSF or USP certified. NSF certification means that an accredited third party has certified the product. And then USP verification means that it contains the ingredients that are listed on the label in the declared amounts and it doesn't have harmful levels of certain contaminants. Or consider checking consumer lab reports for a helpful guide. Magnesium, that's what we're talking about today, it's an element that's essential for so many of the body's processes down at the cellular level. And magnesium actually has many benefits, even outside of mental health. It's been studied for headaches and migraines, for muscle recovery, and for restless leg syndrome. It's used uh, quite a bit to help manage restless legs and constipation in pregnancy, in fact. And then it also has some data for mental health looking at its helpfulness for anxiety, depression, sleep, and even PMS symptoms. Now, magnesium deficiency in our Western diet, it's not uncommon. It's something that's not found commonly in a whole lot of grains. And generally, we don't get enough leafy greens or nuts where it is found. The other thing to note is even if you're purchasing really high quality organic foods that are free of chemicals, that doesn't necessarily mean that the food was grown in mineral and nutrient-rich soil these days. So that could be another explanation why a lot of us are lower in magnesium and supplementation can be helpful. Now, the data in the literature has been mixed in part because studies are often small, with the main conclusion being that more data is necessary. For those of you who have read scientific studies, I think that's a really common conclusion for the wide variety of studies out there more data is necessary. That's often the final conclusion for so many of the different scientific studies I read. Overall, there have been a few small studies looking at magnesium supplementation that can help improve poor sleep, depression, and symptoms of PMS and anxiety. So let me review a couple of the small studies for you just so you get a flavor for that. For example, there was a systematic review in 2017 in the journal Nutrients that noted a beneficial effect of magnesium on anxiety. Then there was a study in 2012 that noted magnesium helped various physical and emotional symptoms of PMS, like cravings, depression, anxiety, bloating, and a few others. Another study in 2017 looked at 60 individuals with low magnesium and depression and found that supplementing with magnesium actually improved the scores of the participant's mood. And then finally, a 2012 study reviewed magnesium supplementation for sleep in older adults and actually noted a significant benefit. And I'm going to include a link to these four studies that I'm mentioning here in the show notes. Clinically, I've also found it very helpful for so many of my patients, mostly for improving sleep quality, but also for helping with mood and anxiety symptoms. For example, I had one woman about a week and a half or so ago who came to see me who was really struggling with her sleep and having trouble both sleeping through the night and having a lot of sleep-related anxiety, and taking a number of prescription medications for sleep. And after starting magnesium, after a couple of nights of that kind of supplementation, she reported to me that she was actually sleeping through the night, seven hours. That's a success story. The thing I want to go over next is that there's a few different types of magnesium. In fact, more than a few. There's almost a dozen different types And there's four most common ones. The one that I often encourage my patients to consider is magnesium glycinate. It's one of my favorites. It helps primarily with sleep and inflammation. And we've previously talked about how inflammation can be an underpinning to certain individuals' depression. The magnesium glycinate is one that's easily absorbed and it has some calming properties. Then there's magnesium oxide. It's really common to see that one on the shelves. It's a little bit less well-absorbed, but can be taken quite often for migraines or for GI issues like heartburn or constipation. There's been some data, particularly in animal studies, that magnesium threonate is something that's helpful for brain health. And then we have magnesium citrate. That one's pretty common as well and used quite a bit in pregnancy. It's really well-absorbed and can loosen stools, and we know that pregnancy is often a time of constipation, so that's why a number of my pregnant patients choose this particular type of magnesium. Outside of supplementation, you can find magnesium in the diet, and in general, getting your minerals, vitamins, and nutrients from food is the best way to go, but like we talked about, magnesium as a nutrient isn't always available in the foods that we have access to. But if you're looking for magnesium in the diet, I would encourage you to consider certain foods like fish, and that includes things like salmon and halibut, seeds like sunflower and chia seeds, apples, legumes, and dark leafy greens. That's where you're going to find magnesium as a nutrient in food. And finally, as a reminder, make sure that you always review any new supplements with your doctor, especially if you're currently taking any medications In order to avoid a potential interaction. So, I hope that this really brief review of magnesium has served to bring your attention to magnesium supplementation as something that can be helpful for a wide variety of mental health symptoms, including challenges with sleep, mood, and anxiety. And definitely consider talking with your primary care doctor or with whomever you seek most of your medical consultation. To really see if this might be a helpful nutrient to add to your regimen. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.